Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, November 26, 2021. Today we're reading from the big book. We're in Chapter 7, and we're on page 101, the third paragraph. So our rule is not to avoid reading one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service in the month of November, for the 12 steps, tens and P. 12 Traditions, Faye L, and reading the text are Elena C and Lisa B, and our backup is Katie G. The newcomer is Nancy C, and the host of the second hour is Leslie M. The reference number numbers for Thursday, November 25th, are 18,138 for the 7 a.m. meeting, that's 18138, and for the 10 a.m. is 18,140. That's 18140. <clears throat> OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from um, Long Island, New York. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed, and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, 
having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. We tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. I pass. Thank you, Tenzin. Okay, I will now ask Faye L. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you so much, Faye L. Checking in from New York. Um, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, as such, sorry, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Thank you, Faye. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 101, the third paragraph, so our rule is not to avoid, and I will ask Elena C. to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. This is Elena C. My voice is a, a little funny today. Can I be heard? <clears throat> 
Uh, yes, okay. sorry. Yes, you can be heard okay. fine. Thank you. So my name is Elena C. and I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from Greenville, South Carolina. So our rule is not to avoid a place where there is drinking if we have a legitimate reason for being there. That includes bars, nightclubs, dances, receptions, weddings, even plain ordinary whoopee parties. To a person who has had experience with an alcoholic, this may seem like tempting providence, but it is not. Okay, so um, I am glad to read this paragraph, and it is very true for me. Like, um, I went, I, I had a Thanksgiving meal to yesterday. I did not avoid going anywhere for Thanksgiving. Um, and that's because I have food neutrality and I stay in my steps of recovery and I stay in connection with my higher power. And, um, you know, indeed it was a um, fear for me when I first started the program that Once I start eating, you know, like, what am I going to do? I mean, once I start being abstinent, what am I going to give my daughter to eat? Because, you know, she likes sometimes, well, sometimes, um, every day she likes cookies and she likes other things that I couldn't eat. And um, somebody told me in the program, well, you don't have to do that. You are going to get food neutrality and... um, you don't have to do that. And and so today, you know, I'm not avoiding life. <clears throat> and the steps of recovery gave me more than that, gave me more than not avoiding the parties, gave me um, uh, opportunities to participate in um, relationships in my life and be present for people in my life the best I can be with kindness for uh, patience, tolerance, um, even for those with those who are, I would have never thought that I could be with. Um, And for that, I'm very, very grateful. So this program of recovery, it's about letting me be and have my life in a way that I was never, um, I never thought I would. Um, and be with, become the person that I always wanted other people to be so I could be happy. I wanted others to be, to have these qualities so then I can then have the qualities. I was so conditioned by how other people are with me. And, um, and if they weren't doing what they wanted them to do, then make let them, then then I will not be happy. Then I will not be nice to them either. But this is not true today, and it it is because, um, to the best of my ability, I maintain a conscious contact with my wonderful higher power. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, <clears throat> Elena. Okay, so um, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. And she just read on page 101, the third paragraph, so our rule is not to avoid. So if you haven't shared on Thursday or Wednesday, 
um, please press star one to unmute, and I'll take your name. Melissa. Hi, C. Linda. Melissa Lynn C. C. And Linda. Who is it? Linda C. Okay, I think I heard Linda, and who else? Leia T. Leia T. On M. On M. I can take a few more. I have Melissa C., Linda, Leia T., On M. Sam S. Sam S. Amy L. Amy L. Okay, well, let's go with that list. Melissa C. <clears throat> Linda, I didn't get your initial. Leia T. On M. Sam S. And Amy L. And if you could please give us the initial of your last name and tell us where you're from, that would be great. So go ahead, please, Melissa C. Hi, good morning, Katie. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, yeah, so I read this and I, you know, I think there's a couple of things that is crucial. One is that um, this paragraph comes after we've established spiritual fitness. So because one of the things that I have to ask myself before going places is do I have a legitimate reason to be there? And which means like an honest reason, like an actual, right, like truthful reason to be there. And if I'm not spiritually fit, every reason sounds legitimate to me. So, um, you know, I think like, and then the other thing I wanted to look at is this idea of tempting providence. And, you know, providence um, is, we're told, like only an act of providence can relieve us from this which is, you know, God's miraculous intervention. So I'm thinking, like, I can't really tempt providence, like God's intervention, if it's, if it's for real, if my reason for being there is an honest reason. And, you know, I think, like, back in my early periods of um, working this program, there was a, t- there was a time um, years ago where my sponsor was away, and I asked another person in the in the fellowship whose recovery I respected, who, by the way, is my sponsor today. But back then, I remembered asking her. I was wanted to go to, like, um, a friend's house. Like, we would get together with friends on a regular basis. And oftentimes, there'd be wine. There'd be, you know, I would drink wine. And I knew for myself, wine for me is an immediate recipe to be binging I I cannot drink and but back then I remembered I was like but I really want to go and she said well can you go and not have wine and I was like no I can't and I remembered she said to me then then you don't belong there why are you going and I thought she was crazy I remembered getting off the phone thinking I will never call that woman again and of course, you know, today she's my sponsor, but I had no legitimate reason for being there. When I look back on it, I just wanted to hang out in a place where I didn't belong. And, you know, today I, I'm not supposed to stay at home. That is not a good, you know, if you're recovered and well and you've got a real reason for being there and you're in a period of spiritual fitness, 
we're supposed to go places to be present. You know, and in truth, my worst binges were when I was home alone. But the, the um, you know, but I would sort of open the door in public places, meaning I would eat something that I knew was alcoholic and I would try to limit it. And then the explosion would happen back at home. And I'm just closing up real quick is that today I know, like, my, my purpose for going places is to, is to be of maximum usefulness to those about me. And if I go like that, then I'm not tempting providence. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. I almost hit the red button on my phone and hung up on myself, so I'm glad I didn't do that. Okay, Linda, it's your turn, then Leah T. Thank you. This is Linda G. from Lenox, Mass., and I wanted to first thank everyone for the many outreach calls that I received uh, since I announced that I was new. This is my first share, um, and I just want to say thank you to my higher power for getting me through yesterday um there was a legitimate reason for me to be there because it was you know my family get together and it was a miracle to me that i was able to um stay with my eating plan um i had my sponsor on speed dial if i needed her but i also had the support of my husband who was very kind and uh understanding so I think by working my eating plan, I had the action plan of making calls if I needed them and having um, just some clarity from uh, having started the day with a meeting and then prayed to my higher power that I could make it through the day. I found an amazing piece that I was able to have a feast. I, I ate everything that was abstinent that I could eat. And I was very satisfied, and um, it was just a blessing that I was able to get through the day and feel the connection with my family more so than the connection with the food. And um, and I guess with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Linda G. And um, from Massachusetts, and Leah T. It's your turn, followed by um, M. Good morning, my name is Leah T. from Connecticut, and I'm um, just so happy to be able to share this morning. Usually I listen to Vision for You while driving to work, and so I never get to share, and it's just, I'm so grateful for this meeting and for today. I think um, what really stood out for me in hearing this paragraph this morning is the legitimate reason for being there. And what I find is that um, I'm thinking about, for example, my workplace, when they have uh, different uh, large-scale eating opportunities, oftentimes there's leftovers. And so it's one thing for me to show up to be present for the celebration and to either eat the food that I brought with me or eat abstinent food that's offered there. But it's another thing when I go back and wonder, I wonder what's left over. I wonder what got put in the refrigerator. Um, and it's that, it's the going back. It's the, I ate a legitimate, I ate an abstinent meal, but then on the cleanup or that, that kind of um, awareness of what legitimate means in terms of there. 
And thank God today in recovery, I can be in legitimate places if I'm spiritually fit and not go back to the other side of um, how food can engage me. And just the clarity around that, the, the nuance to be able to see when is it legitimate and when isn't it legitimate is, is a gift of recovery. It's a gift that my higher power is, is giving me. And I think one last thing that stood out too was this notion of tempting um, providence. And I think when I when I get into that mindset, I'm trying to take back control. Providence is much greater than me, and I don't think I can tempt providence, but I can certainly tempt myself. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. With that, I pass. Thank you, Leah T. And on M, you're up, followed by Sam F. On star one. Okay, uh, maybe on got cut off for some reason. Sam, as you want to jump on, and then we'll see if on comes back. Oh, sure. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for leading. Good morning, everybody. Thank My you. name is Sam. Oh, you're welcome. My name is Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater um, from Bristol, Rhode Island. I was thinking about um, illegitimate reasons to go to places, and um, one a big one for me is um, self-pity, um, going somewhere so that way people can feel bad for me, um, and so that way I can act like, act like a victim. Um, that's a really illegit- illegitimate reason for me to go somewhere, and it's really dangerous. Um, I think it's um, it's important to have you know, a, a group of uh, people, um, you know, to go, obviously to go to God, but also a group of people to try to see um, if I am spiritually fit. So I think um, a lie that I believed was that, you know, once you were spiritually fit, it was an all the time thing and that it, it never like ebbed and flowed and that I was going to evolve and be able to levitate. Um, but that's not true. That's not my truth. Um you know, a couple of months ago, I had an invitation to somewhere that I could not go because I was not spiritually fit around there. And, you know, I said I had to um, to do inventory and really look at it and invite um, invite God in to change me and really get honest about it. And I was really grateful that, um, that I didn't end up going. Um, I was able to, you know, participate afterward and send something along. But uh, for me, um, in situations like that where I'm really uh, blocked off, uh, I don't know if eating is going to end up seeming like a step up. I am not. I am not graduated from this, and I have to look at it. And um, I'm really grateful for. I want to say the the amends process, and uh, the process of, um, you know, getting unblocked and working. Yesterday was this really beautiful day. Um, I was around a lot of people that I've made amends uh, with. Um, and I was able to be with them and be present and not have this, you know, uh, burning rage on the inside towards them or, um, or self-flagellation towards myself. I was just able to be with them. And that is, um, that's a direct result of, of working these steps. And, um, and I'm just really grateful. But I do. I, I think that's the biggest message that I'm 
to kind of take away from this is I'm not spiritually fit 24 seven every day, 365. So I really need to, um, to lean into God and, and my fellows. So really, really grateful to be here. I think the miracle is being here today, not, you know, not just being on the line yesterday. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Sam. And on M, are you back? I'm back. Thank you, Katie. Can I Okay. Hear? Yes, you can. And then we'll have Amy L. Thanks. And then we'll be opening it up for more shares on page uh, 101, the third paragraph. So are our rules. Okay, so get ready. Brilliant. Go ahead, on. Thank you so much, Katie. And sorry about that. I just got put off. Um, yeah, this is Anne M here, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ireland. And uh, again, thanks, Katie, for taking the meeting. Um, yeah, just like was shared there, you know, I just love the part where it's, so our rule is not to avoid a place where there is drinking. And again, I love that word rule, even though lots of people, and certainly before recovery, I would have found that very, you know, just very restricting and, you know, just putting rules on the on the table. And for me today, I just find... You know, our traditions are rules, but they're not said that they're rules because, you know, they're, they they can change according to each each meeting. But I just love the idea that, you know, we've guidance, we've guidelines, we've got this, you know, this this amazing program to show me, you know, what I can and can't do, what what's right and what's not right for me today. And, you know, avoiding places where there's drink. Um, yeah, and it just shows me, you know, that, Again, you know, the, the, the whole idea of being in fit spiritual condition and, and when I am spiritually fit, which for me means I'm unblocked and I'm totally connected. So I have the full rays of sunlight from my higher power. And uh, yeah, and that gives me, you know, it removes that obsession to drink or that removes that obsession around food and I have food neutrality. But also for me as well, it's about emotional sobriety and I'm used. and in harmony with other people you know just having and that just for me makes you know keeps it all very much that you know my motives are good and that can be around my living as well you know that my a legitimate reason to be there yes so that you know i am in this spiritual condition so i go to these places but also that my motives are good you know i'm going to be of service i'm going to be part of i'm going to to um you know i'm not going to cause any kind of um disharmony or i'm not going to make somebody else jealous and i just have to keep an eye on my motives and work around mark my program when there is defect coming up around that and you know that part I love plain ordinary whoopee parties I just think it just shows you know that it reminds me of that part in the big book where we're not a glum lot you know we do love enjoyment we do like you know it is part of our you know a part of our recovery to have a happy and joyous and free life and this would be definitely you know something that I would have isolated from and a lot of social anxiety and you know it, it says at the end you know this may seem like tempting providence but it isn't and it's only us it's only us as real compulsive overeaters who know the truth you know we can go anywhere on this earth as long as we're in fit spiritual condition and we will be you know god our higher power will keep us will keep us safe and unharmed so with that i pass and thanks again katie for taking the meeting thank you on and um so next is amy l Good morning, everybody. This is Amy L. from Michigan. I am so gratefully absent still. 
Um, and I've been abstinent for a month and I'm newer to program. And for me, yesterday was my nightclub night <laughs> where you would go out and you would just have a great time. And, you know, usually I would be at the bar and I'd have several drinks and I have all kinds of food and everything. But I had a lot of anxiety leading up to yesterday. I had a lot of anxiety because I was so new and I wanted to do good and I was just so anxious about it. However, I've really been drilling into my higher power to God. I said, God, just please give me the strength to do everything. And I am still abstinent. That is such a powerful thing for me. You know, it's not about, and I, I, you know, before what I would do is in these social situations, I would just remove myself. I would just remove myself and take back and say, I can't do this. I, I, you know, I've done every diet and everything. They've never worked because on those days it would be, you know, oh, I deserve this. I deserve this. But I am still abstinent. And for me, that is more than anything I could ever imagine. It's so powerful. And I'm just so thankful. I thank you, God, for everything. And I just, I'm thank you for all of you. You know, my, my sponsor called me early in the day and said, hey, if you need anything, I'm here. But you know what? You know, I was so anxious leading up to it, but I didn't need that. And it's just because of my higher power. So I'm so grateful. And I just say thank you to everybody. And I hope everyone has a good day. With that, I pass. Okay. Thank you so much, Amy L. So great to hear uh, from everyone this morning. And we are on page 101, the third paragraph. So if you haven't shared in the last two days, <clears throat> who else would like to share? Mary Lindsay. Barbara E. from New Jersey. Sarah R. from New York. Okay. Okay, well, this is who Donna I heard. M. I heard Donna M. Okay. Terry J. from Michigan. Okay. Okay, I heard a kind of a... Um, bunch of names at once and only heard Barbara E. But so I have Sarah R, Donna M, Barbara E, Terry J. Was there anyone else who said their name? Harlan G. G. Harlan G. And someone, I can't hear you. Mary Lou. Mary Lou. Okay. Yes. Ginger C. And Ginger G. Sarah R. Yes, I got you, Sarah. You're first. Okay, let's go with that group. That's seven people. Um, we can we can maybe take one more. Is there anyone else who I didn't hear? Okay, I have Sarah R, Donna M, Barbara E, Carrie J, Harlan G, Mary Lee G, and Ginger C. Go ahead, Sarah. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Um, I'm just feeling really blessed today and not just because it's Thanksgiving. You know, typically when it comes to New Year's, everyone starts their resolutions. You go to the gym and it's suddenly packed. I'm grateful because I'm, I, I, I show up every day and I practice my program and I'm able to live a life of being grateful um, to, to higher power, to fellow, to others, and to be of service. And that's just that's just the promises of the big book coming true every single day. And, you know, granted that there has to be a holiday that forces people to be grateful. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. You know, um, I'm just reflecting back to last year. I remember 
I had joined in July and then so November was just a few short months into my abstinence and I was shocked when I went on the meeting and there was tons of people on there and I was just thinking why you know this is also something to something to be grateful for because you know this is holidays for me I celebrate every holiday from every religion so I can stuff my face and because back in the day that's that's what it was all about you know now I have an opportunity to to be a service and to um to enjoy like what is the purpose of the holiday and um you know as we're talking about in the big book the concept of you know not showing up to places in fear of losing abstinence i'm able to show up and eat what's what's you know what's convenient from my food plan and um i i'm just you know it sometimes it takes it takes some time for you to just realize and to be shown the promises. I was listening to a meeting this week and they were talking about what are the promises and I was like, I, I need to know that because like am I recovered yet? Like where am I on my journey? And you know, just according to the promises, I'm already here and um the fact that it's the day after Thanksgiving, I'm not nauseous. I just woke up, I'm on my way to work and it's just a regular day. I don't have to worry about being foggy or just not being able to be present or just being sick. So that's all I wanted to share. Thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sarah R. Okay, Donna M., you're up, followed by Dar- Barbara E. Hi, I'm Donna M. from Toronto, Canada, and I'm so grateful um, to be abstinent. I think I have about 21 days um, in, in Canada. We're um, we're opening up um, for the Christmas holidays. Um, it'll be the first time that I'll have a bunch of my husband's family together um, in in, a, in close to two years for Christmas, and so I'm very grateful for that. And yesterday, I was busy planning with uh, my husband's siblings um, where the holiday where the Christmas day was going to be spent and it ends up it's going to be at my house. Um, and I am so grateful for that opportunity to have a do-over. In the past, it, it, would, about, it would have been about me and what a great host I was and, um, you know, what a great cook I was. And, and today, this, this part that talks about being of um, service to, to others and being there, helpfulness to others. I am so grateful to be able to focus on that today um, because when I'm, when I'm God-centered, then I'm thinking about other people. You know, I remember once um, hearing an old gentleman in a, in a social event saying, look at how much she's eating. And I really thought, that I was able to um, hide it, that I was able to get extra food and nobody would be able to, to, to see that. And today I have food neutrality, um, but it's not just the food neutrality, is that I have, I have a way to um, let go of my defective ways of maladjusted ways of coping with life when my ego wants to take over and it's all about me, and I'm so grateful to be recovered today. Thank you. I'll pass. 
Thank you. Okay, thank you, Donna M. Okay, Barbara E., you're up, followed by Terry J. Am I being heard? Yes. Oh, that's that's the beginning. Well, this is Barbara E. from New Jersey. So grateful to be with you all. And Katie, thank you so much for your ongoing service and for all the wonderful shares that I've already heard. Well, I have to be honest to myself when I go someplace. Am I on solid ground when I go to a restaurant or dine at a friend's home? Or am I even going to get a vicarious thrill by watching others? Am I on that solid ground I mentioned? If not, I'm wise. I'll stay home until my motives are pure and I know I've got God with me to guide me when I go out. I'm told a person is the sum of their past experiences, but I believe that's not entirely true. We all need to know that we're more than the mistakes we made yesterday. We are all capable of making better choices tomorrow. Maybe you, like me, have made an occasional bad choice, maybe a lot, but I believe we're all entitled to those second chances. It's never too late. We just have to trust that we're all entitled to accept life and move on. And a mistake can be a life lesson for me that there don't seem to be any boundaries to the universe. Today, I can go anywhere. So I simply do my best and plant an apple tree today, even if I think the world is going to be destroyed tomorrow. It helps me to know that I'm not alone, that I don't have to carry the guilt and shame and isolation that were like rocks on my shoulders, dragging me underwater. I can surrender to the water or remove the rocks dragging me under. With the help of this program and my sisters and brothers from places like that I'll never visit, we're all just trying to do the best we can one day, one decision at a time. And at the end of the day, take one deep breath of gratitude at a time and make it through another day. And there'll be another one coming tomorrow. Isn't that wonderful? And do better tomorrow, perhaps. Be kinder, listen more, talk less. We're we're reminded that we all want the same things and struggling with the same issues. And that's what makes this program so beautiful, that we can help each other to survive and live Another day, make a phone call, reach out to others. Beautiful program. Thank you so much for celebrating with me on the Friday after Thursday. It's just another day. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Terry J., you're up, followed by Harlan G. Terry J, star one. Good morning. Good morning. I was unmuting and got remuted. This is Terry J from Detroit, Michigan. Um, thanks everybody for your service, everybody for the shares that I've heard so far today. I agree with the last uh, person that shared. Just grateful that you all are here on 
a Friday morning after uh, yesterday, Thanksgiving, and it was really a day for giving thanks for me based on what my higher power is doing in my life today and in this program. I am a compulsive overeater and obsessive about food sometimes. I'm abstinent today, and I'm grateful for that. It's been a long time, actually about five years, since I was at an event. Uh, I like the sentence in the uh, big book that was read today. So our rule is not to avoid a place where there is drinking. If we have a legitimate reason for being there. So yesterday I had a legitimate reason for being around my family, and uh, I was so apprehensive, so apprehensive. It's been about five years since I've been abstinent on Thanksgiving. And um, so I had talked with my sponsor and other outreach, you know, people that I was talking to, and um I was really surprised. I don't want to even get, you know, stuck in there because I was apprehensive, but I was so surprised and I'm so grateful today that I'm abstinent and that I had a wonderful day yesterday. The promises in this book are really beginning to come true for me. Um, I realized that yesterday I'm uh about to do this week, uh, not this week, this tomorrow, Saturday, my eighth step, and my plan with my sponsor, and I had shared with her, and, you know, she's very encouraging and all good, and I was saying, okay, well, I'm going to only stay over there this amount of time, only deal with my family for this amount of time. However, what I began to recognize through uh, being entirely ready for God to remove these defects of character and ask, humbly asking him to remove my shortcomings. And he's doing that. He's doing that in my life. I could see my family through a different lens yesterday. And what I realized, I've learned from this program that it was about me anyway and it's still about me, it's about me changing, because I can't change anybody else. I can't even change myself without the help of God. And you all, you know, this program means the world to me. I am so grateful, grateful, grateful. And, again, I just ask for you all to keep me uh, in prayer. I, I'm open to outreach calls. I'm on the list because I am doing my eighth step. I'm working on it tomorrow, and I'll be sharing it with my sponsor on Sunday. So thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am just one grateful person today, and with that, I'll pass. Okay. Thank you, Terry J. Harlan G., you're up, followed by Mary Lou G. Thanks, Katie. Would you do me a favor, because I'm not home would you time me, please? Because I really need you. I would be that. happy to time you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for your service. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Before I address the paragraph, I just want to remind everybody that today is November the 26th, and it is on this date in 1895 that Bill Wilson was born 126 years ago. And we are reading his words, and we are working the program that he co-founded with Dr. Bob. 
So we are doing what we need to do to live based on a program that he co-founded. So he's still alive today, very, very much so. Bill Wilson is my personal hero. Um, What kind of program would this be if instead of being in a jail with the food, I was in a jail without the food? That's not what God had in mind. And someone very wise told me many, many years ago on a freezing cold Chicago day with snow up to your ears, he said to me, don't live to recover, recover to live. Live your life. Go and live your life and be that example of what God has set forth in this program. Show people by your action that you can walk among the Cool Whip and walk among the Chunky Bars and the Caramel Corn and the French Fries, and you can be in a place of neutrality. And how do you do that? You do it by working the steps, not fighting anything or anyone, even food, for by this time, sanity will have returned. We're in a place of neutrality. We have to go live our lives and be among people and live to the best of our ability. (laughs) The program does not promise me that I'm going to go home and grasp a rope for hanging from the ceiling and be stark raving abstinent. The program over and over and over again tells me to go live my life. So to that end, I'm going to show people what God has done in my life by walking among them and not indulging in my disease. I can't do that on my own. I have to work the steps. I have to have had a spiritual awakening as a result of those steps. But once having had it, not only to maintain, but to go further, to grow, to grow in my spirituality through service and self-sacrifice for others constantly. I cannot be the Good Samaritan once in a while. Time, I please. I play the Good Samaritan every day. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Katie, for your service. Thank you, Harlan. Okay, and next is Mary Lou G., followed by Ginger C. Good morning, everybody. Can I be heard all right, Katie? Yes, you can. Oh, thank you. And thank you for your service today. And good morning, everybody. Two years ago on Thanksgiving um, is where I really truly feel that I hit my bottom with the food. I was an out-of-control maniac, could not get enough. Last year, after coming into OA and uh, especially listening to Visions um, uh, for, for about a, a year, um, I broke my abstinence. I had been abstinent at most of that time, and I broke my abstinence on Thanksgiving last year. This year, I'm happy to say I did not break my abstinence with the food. So I'm kind of measuring my progression uh, of my recovery in that way. But because I was abstinent with the food doesn't mean that I was um, spiritually fit because I really, really had a difficult time with somebody that was there. 
um, at a Thanksgiving gathering at one of my daughter's homes. And um, somebody accused me of something. It wasn't really an accusation, but it felt like an accusation. And I was so taken back by it because it was said in front of everybody that I had to leave the room and really 100% practice my program to the best of my ability. I just went into the bathroom. I had myself a little silent cry of uh, shock and horror. I couldn't believe that was said to me. And I thought about, you know, um, okay, am I being overly sensitive? What is, what is really going on here? And I went to God. I just went to God and asked God to just help me to, uh, to behave in such a way that I would be an example rather than lose it. Um, and for the rest of the, for the rest of the evening, I, I, I tried to just, you know, walk with God, walk humbly with my God. And, um, I did address the person on one-on-one and they said to me, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Which was really no answer for me. So when we left the party, um, my husband knew something was bothering me. So we talked about it a little bit, but this morning I did a 10th step with it. And I am so grateful for this program for pointing out to me that I had really fallen into what somebody in an earlier person on the call said this morning about, you know, self-pity. And I, and I went back and I read step 10 in the big book and started into step 11. And I said, you know, um, I pray to God to devoid me of this self-pity. Um, I, I, it's not, it's not poor me. Somebody said something and, and it upset me. It hurt me and it embarrassed me in front of other people. And today I, I have a choice. I do not want to be thinking of myself as a victim. Poor me, poor me, poor me. And that's a, that's another measure, I think, Time, please. of my recovery. Oh, thank, thank you so much for, uh, for everything. And I'm, I'm really grateful to everyone. Thank you so much for letting me share. Mary Lou G. Thank you, Mary Lou. Okay, um, next is Ginger C. And then we'll have time for one more quick share. Hey, Katie, good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Ginger C., a real compulsive overeater in Kentucky. And thank you, God, that I'm waking up clean and sober from maintaining abstinence a day at a time, especially with yesterday and especially where I'm at because my poor daughter during my relapse went through hell with her mother. Every time I came to Kentucky, I ate. I ate her pantries, her refrigerator. Um, she found me more in the bed than outside in life, and many who know me know that I'm bouncing outside the doors, not inside a bed, dying from food. So this grief, and that's what I just wanted to share about, this one word, providence. And providence is a manifestation of divine care or direction. And that's what this is all about. I relapsed because I lost that power. It's always down deep within me. God never leaves me. I always let go of God's hand and I walk away. And I'm deathly in trouble as soon as I do because without any power between me and this food, I am a food freak. I took her through the city of Chicago, all those streets, and I had to hit every bite in that town. A friend, I've been 30, sober, 30 years sober and alcoholic anonymous. He thought I smoked pot. He's like, are you high? What is going on? Right? Because when you smoke pot, you get the munchies and you eat. 
No, I'm a real compulsive overeater. Once I take the bite, the bite takes me. And I go down many streets because I've got to get every bite I possibly can find. But the ending that I just want to share is this beautiful part of the book. And it says, this man is still alive and he's a free man. Wow. Because I know many are out of the food today, but I know many more are not. And this is the gift, this practical program of action. You get busy and you will get better. This absolutely works. The first 100 got it because they did it. And he does not need a bodyguard, nor is he confined. He can go anywhere on this earth where other free men may go without disaster. And that's a flipping miracle. I couldn't go down the street because Dunkin' Donuts was shining those lights. And I turned and went through the drive through again and then again, dozen after dozen of donuts. And today, I don't care what lights are out there and what fast food is shining their lights. I don't turn. And it's only because I'm with God today. That's the most important question, the most urgent question. You may talk a great talk about God, but how are you walking with this God? How are you thinking about this God? How are you connecting, dropping to your knees when you get afraid? Or do you start getting into self-propulsion and running a little faster? The pause is where it's at. And God help me because I'm undisciplined and it's not the direction I want to go to. I want to go to an effect. I get excited. So God, please help me to continue. The most important word to me today is continue. I got to do it again today. I got to wash, rinse, and repeat. Okay, God, who would you have me be? What would you have me do? And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger. Okay, so we have one minute. Is there someone with a burning desire for one minute share? Hi, it's Toby Kay. Go ahead, Toby. Uh, Yeah, hi, uh, Toby Kay from New York. Um, I just wanted to claim my seat and um, my day was not perfect yesterday, but um, I really tried hard, Uh, maybe I, I didn't have an, um, enough God-centeredness in me um, to do better, but um, I did try, and um, I did whatever I could uh, possible, and I hope next time to do better, and thank you so much for letting me share at that. Okay, thank you, Toby Kay. Okay, we have... um. 15 seconds, so we'll just go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for an unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, November 26, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 18,144. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lisa B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, good morning. My name is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. 
Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.